Welcome to another episode of Natural Thoughts and Talks. I'm your host, Venture, and joined today, we have two really special young ladies. Go ahead and tell the listener your name and where you're from. My name is Bettina, and we're from Canada, both my sister and I. I am Melissa. I'm the younger sister, although everybody thinks I'm the oldest because I'm <laughs> taller than my sister. Oh, that but is how that works, huh? Yeah. Uh, and uh, we are Romanians that moved to Canada. We opened our photography and videography business there, and now we moved to California recently, about four months ago. So we're very new and fresh over here. <laughs> we're trying to discover new things and, uh, yeah, opening a new branch for our business. I love that. And shout out to Lemon Seed Media. That is obviously <laughs> your you. guys' little baby that you're growing, yes. right? And um, mm-hmm. we're going to get into my favorite topic. I want to talk about American dreams, I guess. This is one of the things where Hannah's from Sweden, I told you guys. It's amazing to me when I go over there and how many little girls and boys actually do dream of not just United States, but California, Los Angeles specifically, right? Yeah. They all have that idea, but I'm from LA. So therefore, like, I still understand all the culture, the power, kind of that iconic factor that this area has. However, I'm, I'm, in, I'm inside the bubble. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's in my DNA. That's how I am. And I understand, like, everything. But from an outsider... What were you guys thinking of, like, as kids in Romania? I mean, I guess, what was the... Did you guys even think that you would end up here one day? Or what were your guys' thoughts on that? I don't think so. Well, maybe at one point, because some of our family moved here, so we came to visit. But I don't think we ever had this idea that we're going to have a business and actually we're going to grow our business to the point that we can open a branch here. I don't think we ever dreamed of this. Even when we opened our um, business in, in Canada, I don't think we, we thought of this, but I have a funny story about how actually Europeans see America and yeah. the rest of, um, our cousins from Romania, they live in a countryside, so like very picturesque, you know, but like nothing too fancy, nothing too technical, nothing too impressive, right? And they came to visit us in Canada, I think maybe like eight years ago or something, and they were not impressed at all. Okay. But my sister and I, we, 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 showed her all, we showed them all the nice places, you know, all the things that we were excited about from Canada. And they were not phased at all. And what we figured that the way they thought that Canada is going to be is like Vegas. They thought that everything, you know, like in, the, in, the, in America, in mm-hmm. North America... Should be like in the movies, should be like, you know, like the, the Vegas Strip, so like, like the Hollywood Strip. One, yeah, the Strip. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I wanted. That's what I wanted to see. And Canada, there's like a very small like street next to Ni- Niagara Falls that kind of looks like Vegas. And that's exactly what they liked. They wanted to be there all the time. They said this is how they imagined it. I like Everything that. Everything in, in Canada and the States, that's, that's how it should be everywhere. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, they got their taste of reality. So, they went to Canada. Did they come out here to L.A. or just Canada? Not yet, but I'm actually, actually interested to see if they would have the same, you know, the same reaction or if they would like it. Yeah, we definitely got to get them out there. What I've been learning is that they're so, like, the reason why Americans really don't leave America oftentimes is because it's so much bigger than people understand. Like, the United, we have 50 yeah. states here. We have Hawaii. We have Texas. We have New York. You know, we have Florida. So it's one of those things where 
if I want to go skiing, I don't have to leave America, right? Like Romania is almost like a state, right? You can go all over Europe. Mm -hmm. You guys go here for places like this. So oftentimes I've noticed like Europeans will look at Americans like you don't have a passport. I have mm -hmm. a passport, but like you don't have a passport. And it's like, well, if I want to go to the beach, I'll come to California. If I want to go to a tropical place, I'll go to Hawaii, right? Mm -hmm. If I want to go see snow, I'll go up north. And it's like, we don't ever have to leave the country. Yeah. It is good. And I obviously push people to travel all over the world if they can but like it's just one of those interesting things of I, I didn't understand how glamorized like you're saying everything should look like Hollywood or everything should look yeah. like the strip right what are your thoughts like first of all is there just you two just you two sisters in your family or do you guys have other siblings it's mm -hmm. only us it's us yeah um yeah I feel like uh we never thought about moving here like how you asked us uh it was definitely not part of the plans. Even like starting our business was not part of our plan. Uh, we both studied animation and we ended up working uh, for movies. Uh, and once we got into that world, um, it just felt like it wasn't for us. We were always like creative. So we did painting, drawing, sculpting. And we just love having that freedom to do like what we want to create, mm -hmm. what we want to put out there. Yeah. And being in a big company, it felt like you were just like this small piece in a big machine. Mm -hmm. And during the pandemic, we started talking about what if we have our own business. And we just opened up the subject, but nothing really happened. We were just like talking about it. And our dad was against it. He was like, this is not a good idea. It's not going to work. The first time we had an argument about anything business related, he's like, it's done. What, what country was this in? Was this in Romania or no, in, Canada? in Canada? Okay, so do your parents live in Canada? No, they're here as well now. Oh, they're we, here now We too? spend a lot. I think we lived in Canada for 16 years. So okay. we moved there when we were really young. Okay, so small children moved out of Romania and then you guys were in Canada. Mm -hmm. And then literally a couple weeks ago, you guys have now dropped into Los Angeles, <laughs> California, right? Yeah, yeah it's okay. crazy. <laughs> All right, well, hey, it worked, Dad. You know, we're like, it's working, right? So you guys are doing your thing. And yeah, I just always push um, parents oftentimes, at least what I'm finding, is they want things to be safe, right? They want the secure job, the good school, this and that, right? But oftentimes, we just had a young lady, she runs a permanent jewelry shop. So she was our guest earlier this morning. And yeah, that was the thing was she had the traditional route of like a, um, a behavior or like a social worker of some sort, and then realized that wasn't her passion. And now she runs a really good um, like boutique here in Long Beach with just permanent jewelry. And she's booked up and like making really good nice. money. So it's just awesome that we live in a day and age where you guys have the opportunities if you are so creative with social media with you know like just the internet all sorts of stuff to create and help people and do it that way right so mm -hmm, keep exactly. telling me run me through like so you guys got your start right I want to hear all about it yeah and I remember we were in the backyard of my parents house and uh, it was during the pandemic so we were all like two feet apart with a mask <laughs> six on. feet six feet yeah and uh, we started talking about okay what would we name it and that was the most difficult honestly coming mm -hmm. up with a name for our business lemon scene media uh, we went through like so many and during this entire time my dad was still against it he was like this is a bad idea you guys <laughs> should just drop it and not go for it like he's he loves just having a nine to five job that's kind of like his thing so being an entrepreneur or like a business person it just like it's not yeah. for him no. and we ran through a few different names and lemon seed media came to mind because in romania 
we would have a lemonade stand. So we would make lemons and lemonade and sell, or you know, people mm -hmm. would just come by and we would give them <laughs> some. Like kids usually do here too, yeah. right? Yeah. When they have a garage sale or something, some. they have mm -hmm. a lemonade stand. We said that's kind of like our first business as sisters. We mm -hmm. started that and it was like the seed of the idea, like the... Having a business in the future, yeah. yeah. That's a really good idea. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. So who would you say, what was your guys' first job that you guys were able to do? Uh, in Ghana? Well, like wherever, yeah, yeah. Well, both my sister and I, we did 3D animation, like she mentioned before. I feel like that was kind of like our first like real job after we finished school. And it was nice at first, you know, like because you're being told that you're working on this big movies. Like she worked on Mulan, you know. Oh, so cool. like a lot of big movies and a lot of big actors, you feel like that you're a part of something cool, something big, something flashy, you know. But like she said, it doesn't take a long time until you realize that you're just a very, very, very small part of the machine. And like it doesn't matter if you... If you're tired or if you don't have time, if the movie has to be released on this date, you work weekends as well, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it wasn't for us. But but we still enjoyed it when we first started. But, yeah, we realized that we wanted something that's a bit more creative, a bit more for us, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. I love it. And mm -hmm. so what would you say is your guys' like first job within Lemon Seed Media? Like, who was the first... You know, what was your guys' first project? Oh God, I, I want to hear about that. I remember. I remember. And we were so nervous about it, too, because you, we usually have a video call with the client. And we're like, oh, my God, what are we going to say? How are we going to do this? And it was actually for artificial grass, like people put in their backyard or like a oh, yeah. field. Do you remember? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, it was also in French because we lived in the French side of Canada. And we haven't practiced our French, so we're like, okay, it's a French <laughs> client, so on top of that, we have to like <laughs> keep the conversation going in French. And she was so sweet, though, in the end. We were nervous for no reason. And even up to now, like, she still contacts us sometimes and asks for help. And, yeah, it was a fun little project. We had to photograph uh, her products, and mm -hmm. we also uh, helped her with uh, something on her website and her signature in the email and all of that, so... She came back for a few different projects after. Oh, that's really yeah. awesome. I love what you're talking about as far as being nervous because everybody feels that way when you're in a business like for yourself, right, to where you don't have enough. It takes practice oftentimes, yeah. right? Now you guys will take calls 100% happy and mm -hmm. easy to go, right? But like once you, that's honestly the part that excites me is I know that once I get comfortable I know I need to do something that's a little out of my comfort zone so mm -hmm. that I know that I'm growing, right? Like, maybe it's this podcast. Okay, uh, I'm comfortable with Hannah and I doing it. Okay, now we have guests, right? Okay, now I'm comfortable having guests with audio. Now we need to find a way to put video up and put bigger stuff and do other things, right? And once we get comfortable with that, it's like, well, now we need to make other shows that aren't hosted by us, right? Other mm -hmm. people that maybe want the platform and do whatever they want with it. So it's just awesome how, like, do you guys like being nervous, like, like that or do you hate it how's your anxiety level with things are you naturally more introverted extroverted how is it i feel like we're a mix of the two right sometimes we're extroverted sometimes we're introverted i don't know i feel like this is a bit out of my comfort zone but it's fine like you said you know you have to push yourself to grow so yeah, yeah we're happy to be here yeah. i think it's normal for like the first you know you're always nervous about something like you said mm -hmm. maybe when you had your first episode you were like how is this gonna go all these questions but once you get over that first time, the second time is easier, the third time it's easier, and mm -hmm. then it just gets better, and 
you get better at it too. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's awesome, guys. <laughs> I wanted to talk about Los Angeles now. The coolest part about LA, when I try to explain to people who are fairly new here, is it's every. It's actually more than whatever it is that you thought it was, and it's also a lot less. So whatever the glam was, right, and you see, oh my gosh, it's amazing, that's the Hollywood sign, or that's the beach, or that's this, you also see some homeless guy running around naked, or some like <laughs> dirty trash on fire, right? So it's like people think that it's this big, but it's actually this big. You have like gross stuff here, and then it's actually more amazing than you mm -hmm. thought it was, and it's whatever you want it to be. The thing that I love is the sky really is the limit, and that's why we love building our roots here is because if you see the way I find guests, it's literally like, I want these people. Let's see if we can find them. Reach out to maybe five, four or five people. Maybe one of them reaches back and we're able to get them on the show, right? Mm -hmm. But it's just so cool, the diversity, like the amount of weirdos like you guys that we're all weirdos, right? That we're able mm -hmm. to find and just try to like build things and help one another. And it's just an amazing thing. So like, what were some of the, your favorite parts about LA so far? Um, I think exactly what you mentioned, that you have this very different side of LA, you know, like the very glamorous and the very, you know, like not so glamorous and how they kind of like live together, you know, like just recently we went to uh, LA, we, there was this girl that she was moving to New York and she had all the things that we needed for our studio. Like literally she was doing exactly what, what we want to do and what we needed. So we went there to you know, to meet her, actually, we became friends, and we might even work together, but when we went there, we parked our car, we were shocked to see exactly, like, you know, the, the different things that you could see only on one street. Oh, a bunch of, like, crackheads and tents and stuff, or what? Exactly, but then you have a model, like a supermodel, you know, oh, yeah. doing a photo shoot, like, exactly in front of the guy that, you know, is begging, so it was very interesting to see, but it was very interesting to see that they exist together, and they seem like they're doing fine, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Only a little bit. Like we have, obviously, we love where we're at. It's a very nice spot. But oftentimes there's, you know, homeless people that will come by digging in the trash or things like that. That's why we have the dog. The dog mm -hmm. does not. He has two things that he hates. Homeless people and cats. <laughs> that's about it. Everything else, he loves everybody else. He's very friendly. But homeless people and cats, he, rawr, 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 he's always barking. <laughs> and he wants to, like, fight everything. But, yeah, it's funny. But that's, I mean, that's what it's about, right? Like, have you guys been to Disneyland? Have you guys, yeah, you know? Yeah, multiple times. Mm -hmm. like yeah kids and so you guys did used to travel over here and things like that beach what city are you guys based out of like where do you guys live right now so our studio is in west garden grove we're very close to seal beach gotcha okay perfect and then you guys stay out there too yeah somewhere around yeah there. okay i like that there's a lot of good food in that area oh let's talk that. about food what are your guys' favorite kinds of food to eat Definitely Korean barbecue. Oh, Korean barbecue is <laughs> awesome. It's really good. Yeah, we've been trying to find some good spots here. So if you have recommendations, send yeah. it our way. The thing with Korean barbecue is I'm more of a... Oh, got see how many packages we got coming in here? <laughs> my thing with barbecue, I love all barbecue, but my favorite is obviously Southern barbecue. So brisket, ribs, you know, mashed potatoes. That's like full. That's what I grew up with. Like that's what my dad makes, my grandparents. Like when we gather, it's usually Southern barbecue. Then I love Hawaiian barbecue. Those are like the Ooh, top two barbecues with like your teriyaki chicken, your uh, mac salad, your rice, your um, what else? 
the beef, your teriyaki beef, oh, your katsu chicken, like oh, yeah. those are, and then you just put the sauce on top. And yeah, mm -hmm. so like nice. Hawaiian barbecue is a little bit higher than Korean barbecue. And are you talking about the ones where you sit down and you have to like kind of cook it yourself? Like mm -hmm. that, those Korean barbecue mm -hmm. restaurants. Yeah. I feel a little upset that like I have to work <laughs> at the restaurant that I'm eating at. Do you ever feel that way a little yeah, bit? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. yeah, where I'm like, hold on, this is your guys' job. Like it should be cheaper than if I'm, you know. Sometimes it's even more expensive if you want to cook it yourself <laughs> and you're like, like why it's an experience right and next thing they'll do like you can wash the dishes too yeah <laughs> it's like extra and then you're like do you want to wait tables and it's yeah. like just too much work yeah. that's funny what did your guys' parents do for work my mom is a math teacher oh. um she kind of hates it now <laughs> she used to like it she used to say i love math which i don't understand my sister and i were never really like uh, we're always the more creative side you know even now i feel like we were talking about you know our how we work you know at our studio and how we're not technical at all you know we just try things you know yeah. and like see what sticks you know see what works oh the light doesn't work well move it a bit there and let's see what that what that uh, that does you know so this is like kind of like how we are and my dad is also very technical he's a engineer so oh, okay yeah, two smart people nerdy people huh? <laughs> so can you can imagine when we told them like we want to pursue arts and paint <laughs> yeah <laughs> like okay <laughs> that's funny how did you guys get like the permits or the visas to come over here from canada um well it was a very very tough process and like a lot of stuff to go through so and the cool part is you understand like americans the only reason i know about just green cards or work visas at all is because i'm ma or not married i'm with you know my girlfriend is from europe so mm -hmm. it's like i had no idea i just thought you could just show up and then be like all right <laughs> we like, wish yeah that, so that's <laughs> you guys make it so hard <laughs> yeah so like what were the kind of hoops that you guys had to jump through to be able to come well so we had to go through like a long process first we did definitely needed the lawyer because there were so many paper so much paperwork so many documents that you need you know things to show so we definitely wanted to do it the right way and so we hired a lawyer first and then we literally had like a folder maybe it was like like this thick of like stuff that we we just needed for the interviews we actually had all of us had interviews that we had to we had to go through and they would tell you, you know, if you can actually move forward your process or not. They could, if you if you get, you know, like a person that has a bad day, which kind of Melissa and I <laughs> kind of did, you know, we got someone that wasn't very nice. Oh, man. It could have went like the other way, you know. They could, he could have said, well, not today, and then we wouldn't be here talking to you. And what kind of stuff do they ask you where it's a bad day? Like just where you're from or what your intentions are? Or like what is it about? Uh, well, the guy was a bit kind of like misogynistic, you know. He was oh. like... Um, I would not like you guys to fight about, you know, your positions. So <laughs> like stuff like that, you know. Like, Were you guys fighting, or no, you just said no. you don't want it? To? No, he was like, oh, do you even know what uh, a co-founder is? Or something. Oh man, <laughs> something like that, you know. I feel like they do that in, in order to kind of like intimidate you and to see if you can, if they can get something out of you, you know. Because when you're stressed, you know, it's easier. It's it's like harder to like hide stuff. So I guess that's their technique. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like that doesn't work. That kind of reminds me of this one time when I was coming out of school, I got to um, shadow my mom for about a week to watch. She's up in Montana, mm -hmm. really close to Canada. It's actually 30 miles south of the Canadian border in the town that she was working in at the time. And she consults for, do you guys know what physical therapy is? Yeah. Um, just recovery, things like that. She helps set up like uh, physical therapy clinics and gyms around the country. And she's like one of the best like cons consults for that. 
And um, I remember she was very prepared. My mom, I don't know how your guys' parents are, but my mom is very like strict and on it and like always telling people what to do, things like that, right? Mm -hmm. And then we had to go into this like head guy of the gym that was getting built. And it was like a big, like a million dollar project, you know, it was a very fancy gym. And I remember like she had to come in and this was my first time that I've ever seen her like at work, right? And she's always been killing it, killing it. But when she went to like the boss's boss's boss, she had this big binder of like notes that she had and everything was very prepared. And I remember she had to change her demeanor. And that was the first time I ever saw my mom do that was like, she almost seemed very like beta and very mm, just very like, small. well, what do you think about that? Like this, and this guy's some like old fat guy that's like never done a sit up in the past 25 years. So like he has no idea what, Fit. he's not a fitness expert or anything like that and I remember he's like looking or hearing the ideas and I remember he was kind of just like shooting down the ideas and I know that they were the right stuff like my mom does this stuff all the time and I just didn't like how he was talking to her and he really wasn't giving her like oh yeah we'll, we'll talk about that later or like oh I don't know if we can do that like just wasn't he speaking to her the way that like I would want somebody to be spoken to mm -hmm. so I remember like seeing that and that just like I can put myself there and it really upset me so I made sure that like all the businesses that I create or anybody that I work with, if I ever see that again, because the thing is, is I've never experienced that. You see, I'm a big, tall, strong guy. When I speak, people listen. Like there's no, I can't not do that. Like I don't hide, right? I'm mm -hmm. very loud and this is what I do. So understanding that there's like guys like that who don't listen, that's not at all how I want the environments or like the cultures that I create. If you have something to say, you should be heard. And especially if you're talented and you have like a track record, the only ideas that matter are like people's talent. You know, that's yeah. all that matters. And that's mm -hmm. the merit that you should be based off of. So yeah, when I hear stories like that, like it pisses me off. I always want to like yell at the guy. And it's this weird thing where sometimes like guys think that they're powerful and they want to like take advantage and do things like that. And it just pisses me off. What do you guys think about that? Like, that's just what I, yeah. I'm rambling on mm -hmm. here, but I want to hear your guys' thoughts. Yeah, exactly. I feel like that's similar like how our interviewer uh, felt about us. You know, he saw like two young girls, he's like, do you girls even know what you're doing? You know, like, do you know the difference between CEO and founder? Kind of asking silly questions like that just to uh, mm -hmm. try to put us on the spot. But uh, yeah, I think yeah, we did well and then <laughs> everything went fine. Yeah. But before that, just to tell you a bit more about the process, before we even had the interview we had to invest um, you know some money so we had to come here to scout for the studio we had to buy all the equi equipment so it was like a whole a whole process mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and what are so is it just like a work visa what are you guys under like how it's are you like, guys here it's an investor visa investor so, visa so okay. yeah so what we did we opened up our branch here we got the studio you know we furnished it and everything we had to show all, all the things that we got, how, how we plan, you know, we had a business plan put together for us. And um, for as long as our business is going to do well, we'll be able to be here and run our business. So hopefully it's going yeah, <laughs> to work. That's awesome. So you guys were able to get that paperwork process and you guys are working. And mm -hmm. who are some of your favorite people that you've gotten to work with so far here in your Southern California office? Uh, recently we met two uh, lovely ladies, um, it's a daughter and a mother that uh, have a business together. So we kind of like connected because we were sisters and we have a business together. Uh, and they came to our studio. They have uh, this duffel bag product that they sell. They actually, they said they, cre they created it together. 
So, yeah, they came in and we had a photo shoot. The daughter was the model, actually, and the mom was there, you know, giving her feedback. It was really cute. Yeah. It was very cute, yeah. yeah. And they were both very nice and bubbly and like, kind. So I feel like they, they yeah. are my favorite client that we had so far. What yeah. about you? I agree. They really like working with us, too. And the daughter was a little bit shy at first, but, you know, as photographers, we're like, okay, let's help her feel confident in front of the camera. So, you know, when we have models who are not necessarily as comfortable in front of the camera we like to put a bit of music like to help them out like yeah mm-hmm. you're looking good like <laughs> hype so, them up. yeah have them up and she really got into it and she loved the picture so we were so happy about that mm-hmm. and the mom was also on the side like cheering her she's like that's my daughter oh, <laughs> so it was awesome. really cute dynamic yeah i love that and the cool part that i want to hear you guys and your kind of like passion for what you guys are doing is media and like visuals are so important it's literally like every you can spend so much time building your coffee table business right but in this day and age if you don't have the right like angles and the right stuff and the right videos to make people at least even see your work right Mm -hmm. and then that's not even talking about like want it right you just have to bring it to the place where people are with internet wherever it is the show and then people can decide it's so awesome to see that you guys are like trying to help people do that because there's so many times where let's say i'll go like to a really nice restaurant or something like that and Mm -hmm. i'll try to hey let's see let's get a hold let's just see what they're about and their website looks like it's from like 1994 (laughs) like it's the oldest slowest corniest thing and it's like the crazy colors and fonts yeah and then then, like at the end it's like type your card number in like (laughs) at the bottom it's just really old it looks like a little powerpoint presentation it's just not cute so it's really cool that you guys are able to do that and how many like how often do you guys come across people who maybe just what do you tell them and how do you educate them on like how you're supposed to kind of put your stuff out and how things are supposed to look? I I think when people come to us, they kind of have an idea of what they want, but they okay. don't really know. Right. So like what we, we do, we usually talk, have a call with them and we ask them more about their business, their values. What do they want, you know, their business to represent. Um, and after that, we kind of like help them, and we guide them to like a specific look. We we usually create mood boards for them, just for them to kind of like see how the pictures will look like at the end. And we we give them a lot of creative direction as well. So when they work with us, it's not only we just we don't only just take the picture. We help them with the process. You know, we come up with ideas. If they have a video that they want, we create a um, a storyboard for them everything that uh, goes with it. That's awesome. Yeah. So break down for me how your guys' team operates. Who does what? What is like the positions that you guys are playing when it comes to like running your guys' office? Well, like Melissa is the official CEO. Mm-hmm. I'm the president. I get that. <laughs> you get that? Yeah, yeah. I under, unlike the guy at the border, right? I get that. Yeah. Um, so I guess but, what does what like a typical day in your guys' life look like then? Yeah, so like those are our official um, positions. But I think we do everything together, right? You know, we brainstorm together. We put up mood boards together. We take the pictures together and then we, we edit them together. So like it's it's a it's a... Kind of like a group project, you know. It's like we work together on everything. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you guys go ahead? There are a few times, like uh, even though we're both creatives, like sometimes right. you have different ideas, right? You're not on the same page, so we try to see. Okay, maybe we'll do your idea, and then we do mine, and we kind of see what works out. Because, mm-hmm. but it's. 
I feel like because we're sisters, like it works out because I can just tell it to her straight, you know, like <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> I don't have no shame, no nothing. So, yeah. But yeah, we do a lot of the stuff uh, together and like every decision, every step. Um, mm-hmm. we, and I feel like sometimes, you know, if we do have different ideas, it's just better for the client, right? They're going to get two ideas, they're going to get two concepts, they're going to get more. Uh, more ideas on the table so mm-hmm. i feel that's that a plus as well do you guys ever argue sometimes working with family can be tough or <laughs> yeah. it can be really good right i don't think we argue maybe we kind of like you know just like are on each other's case <laughs> but i don't think we ever had an argument you know that's good yeah and it's funny because you're like you can tell each other straight i've had to learn just working with hannah with this show that like obviously my delivery or just a lot of times like it's just a boy girl thing sometimes where I'll have something that I want to say like you're not setting the microphones up properly or I don't like how this guest that you brought in isn't working out and Mm -hmm. oftentimes she's saying that like it's the delivery of what I'm saying sometimes it's just as important Mm -hmm. as what I'm saying because I'm very direct if I say like I don't like that or let's say this interview wasn't going well I have the ability to be like hey I don't want to waste anybody's time five minutes in I'm not putting this show out like Mm -hmm. this is my show I thank you for coming out but like that's not gonna happen here but have a good day basically right <laughs> where she's like oh you can never say that we must we must spend two hours now talking and it's like why i wasn't gonna put him i didn't like they were very disrespectful they were rude like they were late or something like that and they weren't being nice like i just don't want to work with people like that right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's just funny how the communication is so important it's almost more Definitely. important when you're working with family because it's not like you we don't in this podcast and we're like well i'll see you at home later like we're literally here in the living room so it's just one of those things where you guys have to get good at spending all that time together right mm-hmm. so that's awesome are you guys in relationships you guys have boyfriends well alex uh, works with us but he's also my partner oh awesome <laughs> yeah. perfect we've been together for i think 17 years we're 17 like, uh, years congrats yeah, we're, um High school sweethearts, I guess. <laughs> That's cool. How about you? Not in the moment. Okay. But... Solo do. Are you looking for anybody? <laughs> no, definitely it's, not. The status uh, is it's complicated. <laughs> it's complicated. Yeah. I like that. That's cool. You keep doing whatever you're doing, right? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's cool. Well, what else do I got here in the list here? Let's see. Oh, okay. So I wanted to hear about your guys' process for like pricing. And not, I don't necessarily need to know exact numbers, but like, how do you take something that's not necessarily like the most tangible thing, right? Like it is videos, images, and how do you price that according to kind of what you guys are worth and like, you know, what you guys are preparing for and how you guys are talented. So like, how do you figure out what the difference between like these photos are, right? Versus if you go to another media, it might be two, three times the price, but like, how do you guys tell the quality? Like an average person, obviously I wouldn't be able to tell certain qualities. Mm-hmm. So how do you gauge that? That was one of our biggest struggles in starting the business, like the pricing. And we wanted to help our smaller businesses as well. So it was important for us to like have like a friendlier pricing for them because we wanted to help them out. And later on during our um, business years, we realized that we should have different levels of photography. So that way it's smaller businesses can go with like level one bigger businesses can choose level three but basically like level one is um in terms of photography let's take that for example um you have your product against like a background with maybe a few little elements here and there level two you add more into it like more props more color 
And level three, that's where we get into like narrative-based photography. So maybe the picture tells a story, there's a lot more going on. So that way, um, giving the clients these options, it's easier for them as well, because if they don't have a higher budget, they can still get pictures, but something with less props, and they're still happy about it. So mm -hmm. I think it was it was a good uh, solution to this, yeah. this problem we had, right? I like what you said, you have to tell get a picture to tell a story. Mm. How do you get pictures to tell stories? That's something that as a consumer, right, I can say the best type, the best piece of marketing material, in my opinion, is something that is so easy for the consumer to basically get that they don't even understand that they're being, you know, marketed to. It's just such a seamless process that you're just like, oh yeah, I forgot. Like this is, this is so easy. I feel like I can do it, right? Like mm -hmm. that's the cool part. So how do you get photos to tell stories? That's like your creative side. I want yeah, to hear about that. Yeah, you know how they say like a picture can t like say a thousand words, right? So uh, I feel like we try to think about like if we have a product, we try to think about a context behind it. Okay, so what elements can we bring in the picture? Um, let's say maybe you have like a book. Okay, so we would create maybe like a picnic setup. You know, you bring it out, you add a basket, you add something so that when the viewer looks at the picture it kind of feels like they're there and there's a story happening. There's something behind the product where they can imagine themselves reading that book at a picnic and somewhere serene. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, almost like a form of escapism. Like, yeah. I want to be on that beach, yeah. reading that book, you know, drinking that, you know, yeah. beer. But in product photography, they say that it's a very powerful thing to have a model in the, in the uh, pictures as well because then the viewer imagines themselves using that product and also maybe let's say it's a perfume you can see the size of it you can see you know like how it fits in the hand you know mm -hmm. so all these things that you don't think about when you look at a picture but if you put it together like that it gives a certain you know feeling to the person that sees it or the, the a, a person that would like to purchase that product I yeah like that. especially like even because a lot of our clients are a beauty or skincare so to see like a model applying a cream on her face or something mm -hmm. Um, you know, we were just talking about it with like AI photography and yeah. all of that happening. But if, if you have an AI model, like applying makeup or skincare, <laughs> yeah. like that's just weird. Cause it's not like real skin, you know, uh -huh. just like the, the customer, like it just sends a weird message. You know? It's weird how you can so, tell too. Like it's mm -hmm. like cartoony yeah. and like, like there's no depth and like texture to it. Yeah. Huh? That's interesting. Mm -hmm. As far as you guys finding your value in the marketplace, I think it's oftentimes, I don't know if you guys have gone through this, creatives sometimes tend to lowball themselves a little bit, whether it's, you know, artists or musicians. Sometimes they'll be like, oh, I'm only going to charge like $100 to show up and do this wedding or, mm -hmm. you know, this event or something like that. And it's really funny because I work in finance, right? I told you guys that. I run numbers a lot and I'm very, I'm always what moves culture in my opinion right it's always art it's always like music culture food right that's what in a thousand years from now people are going to look back and they're going to see and they're going to be able to go oh this is what these people were like right no one's ever going to go a thousand years and go venture was so good with his computer <laughs> on the numbers and doing this well, and that knows, like you know maybe <laughs> the only time that's going to happen is if i did something highly illegal and like you know i get a netflix documentary about it but like that's the only time that happens but with the work that you guys are doing being creative i'm always trying to tell them like 
go up in price. It's okay. Like go up higher. Now, yeah, if it's a small business, you want to help out, but it's a bigger thing. Pay money, pipe it up, open up the wallet a little bit because when I hire artists and when I try to get work done, let's say it's a tattoo artist or something. If they tell me something is $600 and like maybe they're a little shaky about that. Like, oh, I don't know. It's, it's just me making this lion or whatever. I go, well, let's double it. Let's go 1200, you know, or let me go a thousand, right? Because I want to work with you. Like, Mm -hmm. that's the whole point of what I try to do. And I try to build the podcast like that is I want you to come in and have a conversation with me, right? Like, because this is what we're doing. I like to extract value. I'm very curious on what you guys are doing. Mm -hmm. And through my curiosity, it hopefully is allowed to have the listener hear more about your guys' story Mm -hmm. and then be like, hey, I need some work done, you know, visually and, you know, media wise. Let me see what they got going on. And it's just a beautiful thing, right? Like, that's just what I... I always try to tell people, like, have that confidence to go out there and understand that you can do it Mm -hmm. and you are worth that much because you're no one else is ever going to think that you're worth that much if you don't believe it yourself For right sure. yeah. is that something that you guys have had to not just about work but like confidence wise that you've had to overcome throughout your guys's development i and... think so yeah and especially i feel like at the beginning the beginning when we didn't have that many clients we were scared like you know to give them a price and then like scare them away because we wanted to work with all of them right but as we progressed in, in our business and we started to say no to clients that you know have a budget that doesn't work you know with what they want because some some people the the people that have the lowest budget are the pickiest ones you know and they want everything that's they how want, it works they yeah. want videos they want 50 photos for like hundred dollars yeah <laughs> like, and then they it's ask, not gonna work yeah, they ask can you also put like a, a 12 minute video in it just like yeah. you know yeah <laughs> and then and then they want to go over every single dollar amount line exactly. by line and they but, have notes on every picture and anyways it's like, but i have a funny story about that when we first started i think maybe it was our fifth client and it was for some jams, you know? We had to take pictures of some jams, and he had a lot of products. And obviously, you know, like every, all all, all, all clients, you know, they always want, you know, to like spend a little, like as, as little as they, they, you know, they, sorry. <laughs> they can. <laughs> yeah. Get yeah. the most out of it with as, as little as they can. Yeah, yeah. And he he was like, okay, what if I get 50 pictures? How was the price for that? And we're like, okay, well, if you get 50 pictures, it's going to be a bit less. What if I get 70? And then, like, you know, like, he kept going. And we got to a point where we had, like, almost, like, we were giving him literally almost for free you know, pictures. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It, it wasn't for free, you know, but we got so low. The price got so low. They were like, well, basically, it's like $5 for pictures that we're giving him right now, you know, so... But we learned from that. We never did that after ever again. Yeah. Because we were like, well, at one point, if you would, if you would have asked, okay, what about two hundred pictures? We would be like for free. <laughs> 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 like, we got so low, but uh, I guess we have Alex on our team to kind of like, you know, tell us this is too, this is too cheap. You have to charge more, you know. So he's uh, the voice of reason sometimes. Because <laughs> we always we we like, especially if we have a connection with someone, you know, like we always try to like give them the lowest price, you know, and I'm not thinking about how much work is going to go into it. Because even if, like, with the level of one photography that Melissa talked about, we are, like, perfectionists. So, like, even if, like, someone pays for, like, a a level one photo, we always try to, like, you know, we always, go like, above and beyond. Yeah, go above and beyond. Let's put this prop, let's put this, you know, when we edit it. Let's make this thing float, you know, and then mm-hmm. they end up with something that they... They, they should have paid three times more, you know? So yeah. mm-hmm. That's funny. 
I think oftentimes, like when you're talking about cheaper clientele and people like that, I read something in a book a while ago that was something along the lines of like, the man who always is fixated on price will always get like fucked on quality, basically. Mm -hmm. Like if you're always after that deal or always, if you're taking your family on a vacation, right? Do you want to take them on something that's like, yeah, it's got a balcony and a backyard and you know, it's close to the beach and the water. I'm a beach guy, as you guys know, like I don't really like to go anywhere that doesn't have a beach, but like, and you know, you get all these meals and it's fancy and you love it, right? But it's twice the price or do you want to get cut in half and now your family is in like one bedroom, right? And you guys have to like go to fast food and eat out and things like that. It's, you have to value the quality. And I think oftentimes it's hard to tell consumers that, or I mean, high level people understand it. Like mm -hmm. when I, obviously mm -hmm. the first part of my career, I dealt with a lot of families and worked that and then grew from that to work with businesses. And that's what I usually do day to day. And it is amazing how scheduling, for example, you could chase a family around for like two weeks and they're like, my kid is sick, right? The dog needs to get a wash. The my I got a flat tire, right? Whereas with a business owner, it's yeah, tomorrow, right? Or do it yesterday and get it. And everything is so fast because that's how I like to operate. And it's mm -hmm. like, you guys tell me, hey, when can we get you in here? When can we do that? And it's like, it's not some big two month long process. It's, you know, when it happens, it happens. So yeah. it's just awesome. You got to, I guess, mm -hmm. find the people who are more like you guys and yeah. doing that. It's really like fun. Like you said, like high value clients will actually understand the work that goes into it because some people would think like oh photography you just click a button it's done yeah. but there's so much that goes into it like pre-production post-production and a high level client will understand that yeah and will know and yeah. how do you feel about the people who don't understand that because me and hannah were just talking about this we did a whole episode on like mm -hmm. the behind the scenes as far as like media or just digital creation in general um do you get mad when people don't understand like the reason why it looks so easy is because you've gotten good at it right so mm -hmm. how do you feel about that does that ever get frustrating to you i guess i guess yeah because like you put in the work to learn you know all the technical stuff and like editing and all of it and a lot of the times in this field like of arts it's just not seen as um was the word like valuable um, valuable yeah 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 so especially think, mm -hmm. oh go ahead continue so yeah i think that that's the part that's frustrating because it, it is still work and it's still like a lot of um brainstorming mm -hmm. a, a lot of like mental work as well but um yeah. or people think not, sorry or people think that they can just do it themselves you know like for example like how many flyers that you, you, you we've seen out there they look awful you know because people the think websites, that they, yeah. Yeah, yeah people think that they're like graphic designers and i just put this <laughs> there and that you know and that's it yeah. oh my god like when i see those things and like <laughs> i look and like oh, why 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 don't you hire someone that actually knows what they're doing you know so i feel like photography it's the same like melissa said they think you just you know like have a good camera you click a button and then that's it you know yeah but, and it takes the talent to get those angles it's just like if i were to open up for the average person that's not like creating like we create if i just open up like the adobe software for editing right you look at it and you're like mm -hmm. it's like an airplane like am i what are all these <laughs> buttons what are these things that you push right and yeah. it just it takes so much time like i'm sure when you guys first started you were like intimidated as well oh how do i do this but now it's second nature yeah open it up we throw this on the line we clip here do this you know mm -hmm. fix the lighting and like mm -hmm. i don't you guys do it obviously at a way higher level but like 
the better, like, that's why some people like Kim Kardashian get so much hate, let's say, right? Whether you like her or not, whatever it is, at the end of the day, she's at such a high level that it makes it look like she's doing nothing, right? When Mm -hmm. she does this work with brands or products or this and that, it's like, everybody thinks, oh yeah, well, I can just go out there and post a picture and make it do nothing. And it's like, well, how do you, do you know how hard it is to get a billion people to know your name? That sounds pretty fucking hard. I don't care what industry you're in, but like, Mm -hmm. be my guest. Let me see you do it. Tomorrow, I want (laughs) to see you do it. Show it to me, right? I want a billion people to know your name and then just forget about it. Like, just do it. Show me how to do it. And then let's see what happens, right? And Mm -hmm. people don't really understand the amount of work, right? Or overnight successes. Something maybe goes viral or this and that. Okay, yeah, that video maybe hits for like half a million or a million views. But what about the hundred, five hundred thousand videos before? Before of editing just for 20 people to see it right mm-hmm. 50 people to see it and it's like all that work just people don't understand but it is the most frustrating part i feel like but like with growing a podcast there's so much shit that goes into just i wish i could just do this right but you guys understand it's the editing it's the booking it's the setting shit up and doing all this stuff but yeah. i understand that like if it's easy for the listener to just click, click play And then go, oh, yeah, I think I could do a podcast. I've done my job. If I can make it seem like it's just a conversation that happened and nobody sees all the behind the scenes that goes on, I've done my job. And I think that's really cool. Mm -hmm. How do you guys feel? Yeah, I think so, too. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah. Well, (laughs) hey, I'm excited for you guys to come out. I think what I honestly just want to finish with this conversation is a little bit about like L.A. What are your guys' favorite things to do sort of when you're not working? Well... Are Maybe you, you should tell us a bit more about... What are you guys like, interested in? Do you guys like to do outdoorsy things? Do you guys more like inside? How how do you guys like to be? Obviously, you love the weather, right? That's what a oh, lot yeah. of people come from is oh the weather. Canada, Canadian weather, Canadian winters are long and you know, painful. Yeah, this rain that everyone was complaining about here for the past week, it's uh-huh. nothing. Yeah, yeah. This is like spring in Canada. <laughs> yeah, the rain. It's funny because what I tell people is it's not necessarily the rain. The rain does suck and like it depresses everybody in LA because we pay so much money to be here for good weather and it's like <laughs> we expect the weather to be good every day. It's If you guys noticed, it's the highways it's like we don't have the infrastructure to handle rain like Mm -hmm. in romania it rains a lot you guys have great gutters everything the rain is probably gone in a day or two right do you notice that puddles stay around here for like days and weeks sometimes afterwards because we're just not set up and you see how like shitty the highway is like honestly if it's raining hard i won't drive my car i used to have a big truck but like it broke down so i'm getting it fixed right now but in my car i don't want to drive it because the asphalt is looser like people aren't as good as dry it's just a safety thing and it's mm-hmm. not the rain it's just like mm-hmm. people don't want to say that like we need to take the money to fix the roads there's potholes all sorts but of things but if you think that the, this highways here are shitty oh yeah never drive in quebec in Canada. oh it's rough <laughs> it's like an indiana oh jones God. ride <laughs> exactly <laughs> like the indiana jones ride that's funny but yeah i we're also very spoiled here too like i yeah, want yeah, it I you so. know this that way but yeah some if you guys are over there in like the orange county area down by seal beach have you guys been to the Huntington Dog Beach at yes. all? Yes. You guys like that? Yeah, we we've been trying to go to the beach like every weekend or so. Mm-hmm. Just to it's just so relaxing to hear like the waves mm-hmm. and the air is so different like the salt in the air it's yeah. really nice, so relaxing. I love everything from Huntington Beach 
to probably like Manhattan Beach down there mm -hmm. in the South Bay. That's where I went to high school, was over there, like closer to LAX in the mm -hmm. South Bay area. So Hermosa Beach, Manhattan, Redondo, Torrance, Palos Verdes. Have you guys done any like hikes around Palos Verdes yet or anything Not like yet, that? No. Yeah, we got to check all that stuff out. We, nice. Me and Hannah would love to take you and because we take our dog there all the time and he just gets to run around and do his mm. things and like jump in the water. And yeah, he, we would love to. Yeah, come. he loves to swim. So we're big outdoors people. Mm -hmm. Like we love everything beach related and then even here it's really cool because the long beach peninsula over there it's very like miami like almost because it's a marina so obviously we have the beach scene here Huntington. this one is very different because there's no waves on that side because you know you have boats and stuff mm -hmm. so you get to relax more and on a hot day, you kind of just get to walk in. And, like, the girls like it because their, like, bikinis aren't getting thrown off. Right? Like, you can just, <laughs> it's more relaxing to go in there and kind of just float around and do that. So, yeah, it's awesome. You guys, when you're not working, hit us up. And we're always looking for fun stuff to do. And, yeah, you know, there's sure. a bunch of museums around and just a crap ton of stuff to get into, right? Mm -hmm. So just explore, explore, explore everything. Yeah, and, there's so much to do here. It feels like endless possibilities. Yeah, you know? like mm -hmm. you were talking about the, the reason why uh, Americans don't go in other countries because you have everything here. Well, I feel like California it's itself, it has yeah. everything, you know. And you can surf, then mm. you can, you know, go skiing in the same day. So what more yeah. do you want? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the funny part too. And I always tell people, it's just Southern California too. Like, mm -hmm. you don't understand, I'm a SoCal guy. I don't know anything about NorCal. Like, if mm -hmm. you named cities or something like that, I'm like... Never been there. Don't don't know that one. I'm not familiar. But if you do Southern California, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I know somebody from there, this and that. So it's like we're, we have this state, but we're really split into like Northern California, Southern California. Mm -hmm. And like Northern California people know that like their state kind of sucks, like they're <laughs> part of the state. And like SoCal is where it's at. It's super yeah. fun. But yeah, like if you guys take a day trip down to like San Diego, you guys been to San Diego before? Yeah, we've been. Yeah, yeah. We went to the zoo, obviously. Oh, yeah. The zoo is fun. And just, yeah, like check all that stuff out. It's so much fun and I'm excited for you because my favorite thing to do is like take people who maybe I like to vicariously live through certain people because there's so many amazing things here like if we go to a Palos Verdes hike when you get to see the sunset there like mm. it's one of the most beautiful sunsets that I'll put that up against anywhere oh. in the world it's amazing right and I, I look at that and that like that's just where I took girls in high school to like kiss, you know, during the sunset. <laughs> but like you guys see it and you're like, oh, this is awesome. And I get that buzz to be like, fuck yeah, like this place is cool, right? So I've been here since high school. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like that's just where you grew up. Like you get your car yeah. and you do that. And like, how much do you guys do you guys like In and Out at all? Like you guys like burgers, things like that. Yeah. Those are mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like I'm. I would like to consider myself a fast food expert of all the like just okay, you know. Come to you for recommendation. <laughs> What's the best yeah, burger? The best burger. I I really love Five Guys. Have you guys been to Five Guys? Yeah, yeah. we had them in Canada too. Yeah, actually. Five Guys is good. In and Out is good. Um, have you guys tried like Carl's Jr. is a good fast food spot to throw in there? A good Western bacon. Mm -hmm. We usually go to Habits. The Habits good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that. But that one's a little fancier. Like oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. high school kids don't really go there. Oh, uh, it's not but cool. <laughs> it's more of like an adult spot, but <laughs> it, it's cool. I like it. Burgers. Where else would I throw out there? Um, oh, if you're ever outside of California, I love. Um, Fuck, it's in Texas. I can't believe I'm forgetting it. What is the name of the Texas burger spot? This is going to drive me crazy, guys. <laughs> Give me one second. I used to get the patty melt with the fries with the hot ketchup. Whataburger. Oh. Yeah, so when you guys start to explore more states, Whataburger is one of my favorites. We'll write that down. Bottle Cap <laughs> Alley, Sonic. Oh, 
you see I'm just a fat kid inside my heart, right? Like, (laughs) it's pretty funny. But I have two more questions before we kind of start to close things out. Is there anything that you guys maybe wanted to talk about or thought about that I didn't ask you before we end this show? You don't have to have anything. It's just, you know, if there's anything Mm -hmm. on your guys' mind, like to give you the opportunity. Nothing in particular. I think you did a good job, like, guiding us through and Mm -hmm. good questions. Yeah, you guys did awesome. You guys are welcome back anytime. I know you said you were a little nervous or anything. (laughs) You guys did good. It's no no pressure. There's nothing going on, right? So the last thing I like to ask is who would you guys like – to as we grow this show and it's obviously a lot about meeting great people in the community hearing about really cool stories who are maybe like two to three people they could be i would love it if they were strong female voices maybe even strong female business owners but it could be anybody with a cool spirit like you guys said you know you guys work with a lot of makeup or beauty or skincare things like that maybe some people that we could reach out to and ask if they would be interested in telling their story on the show. It, like I said, it doesn't have to be anybody crazy, but somebody with a good spirit that mm-hmm. um, you'd like to hear maybe an episode about. Anybody come to mind, in, hopefully in the SoCal area, but they also, they could be from anywhere around the world. We're going to be having like virtual meetings mm-hmm. soon here in the next few months or two when we get the cameras mm-hmm. up. But yeah, anybody that you guys think of that comes to mind right now. From the top of my head, I don't think so because we don't have a big network mm-hmm. here, you know. But uh, if we do have someone, if something someone comes to mind, we'll make sure to let Definitely. you know. Definitely, yeah. And you know, when you guys are cooking or something like that, or in the car, mm-hmm. you remember, just send them my way. It's totally sure. cool. But I appreciate you guys coming on. All right, yeah, thank guys. You. Thanks for having us. This has been Natural Thoughts and Talks. I'm Venture. Appreciate you guys for listening. Have a good day. We are back with The Digest. The Digest. I wasn't here for this episode. Mm-hmm. This was the Lemon Seed Media Squad. Yeah. Came in. Yeah. Came in pretty deep. We usually don't have a threesome come right. in here too often. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't really know what to expect. So yeah. they were very, very nice. Yeah. Very inspirational girls. That's it good. was cool because in the beginning, I remember talking to them and they were like, well, can we both come on, right, and then do that? And I was like, uh, maybe we can do one at a time because we only have a three-mic setup. Mm-hmm. Your schedule, obviously, you weren't going to make it. So I was like, oh, it's a cool fit anyways. Yeah. Let's just make it happen. And it's a little bit harder. They are very nice, right? But obviously European. So, well, European and then obviously Canadian mm-hmm. on that oh, too. Oh, yeah, so that's right. They were told me they were born in Romania. I can't remember how old they were when they moved to Canada, but, and then from Canada, they're less than six months that they've been wow. here in SoCal. So, you know, they haven't really been bit by that bug yet. Mm. They have, they're not <laughs> talking that shit like they usually would if they were here for, how long have you been here for? It's going to be seven years. See, so I guess it takes seven years to start talking that shit, you know, <laughs> get that Europeanness kind of out of you and get Americanized. So it was really cool. They're, um, they're really nice. They're very creative. You can tell. Um, even like looking at their Instagram mm-hmm. and things like that, it's very light and kind of happy. Right. And they were explaining on the show that the work that they do, your your kind of work with products and kind of marketing has to tell a story, right? And it was just really cool here in the process for like if you have a chair or something, you want to put somebody having a relaxing vacation in that chair, mm-hmm. right? So that you can relate and be like, I work too hard. I need that chair. That chair would really take some of the pressure off of my hardworking day, right? And then you just find ways to do that, so. I mean, that's a cool part about about marketing. I think that's what kind of drew me into marketing of, like, you 
first of all, it doesn't really matter what you, what product it is, someone's going to relate to it. Mm -hmm. Um, and also the way you promote it and the way you, you do your home marketing changes everything. You know, you can have the same lamp, but have it in many different settings in many different ways. And it's going to attract different types of customers. Definitely. Um, That's the cool part too. I think the cool part too is like within the media realm and just like helping companies. It's just so awesome how much support there is for like small businesses, for example, whether you need help with finances, like Mm -hmm. the work I do, whether you need help with making things look pretty, right? To get out to the public, like with the work that they do, or maybe actually product design or just everything right running the actual shop finding spaces to kind of sell your stuff and you know create value it's so cool how many so they are are they like a a marketing company yeah they do they help with marketing they do all media work so they have different packages that they were explaining Mm -hmm. so it's basically like if you have a chapstick company right and you're like all right well we've got our chapstick we need help growing right Mm -hmm. so i believe they help with websites socials and just you know kind of getting stuff out there and they're really good at it so it was nice um fuck i know his name is alex yeah pretty sure Mm -hmm. Uh, sorry if I, do you remember it, it was name? alex yeah. yeah it was alex Alex. in the beginning we got to have him back on mm. too because he apparently did some sort of work with like dreams i don't remember what he said about dream but some something about dreams maybe i misheard it but we we're kind of you know the initial like mm-hmm. hey how's it going this and that and he was like yeah yeah i used to work as a i don't want to call it a dream engineer or something like that but I don't know. I think he has some information that's my favorite thing to talk about yeah. is dreams i love my dreams what did you do about last night Last night, what did I dream about? I can't remember Mm because I didn't write it down, but I definitely will remember tonight Mm. purposely and I'll try to like help guide (laughs) it and bring it back. Give me, if I can remember it, like by the end of this little thing here, Mm. I'll tell you. Yeah. Do you remember what you dreamt about? Oh, I never. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes you do when you tell me. Every once in a while, but it would have to be like, I would have to write it down right away or have to tell you right away. It, it's gone within like five to ten minutes. Do you know why I didn't dream? Because it was one of the where, where, <laughs> rare times that I had a meeting first thing in the morning. So when I have like a legit, like a 8 a.m. or a 9 a.m. like that, instead of a 10, 11, 12, I know there's a possibility. I've never slept in until 9 mm. a.m., babe. I don't remember the last time. I would literally have to be up until 3 in the morning mm. just to get to 8.30, right? But that fear, like kind of like when you go to school, right? You're like, oh, I don't want to miss the bus. I don't want to hit the late bell. I don't dream as deep mm. at all. So, but when I know I'm setting my own schedule and like, okay, I usually like to set my meetings a little later so I can do like my admin work in the beginning, but then I can sleep peacefully and I usually wake up at five anyways, but <laughs> peacefully, yeah, that's kind of how it rolls. And I remember my dreams because I'm so relaxed. There's no like fear of me missing anything right my bad yeah what do you think about that that makes sense i think um i mean i pretty much sleep the same whether i have something going on in the morning or not mm-hmm. um i think the only thing could be if i'm um if i have something in the morning it takes me longer to fall asleep but once i'm asleep i'm i'm usually pretty good um it just the time for me to fall asleep takes a while sometimes Mm-hmm. Um, do you like how yeah. my feet are? I got one slide why, on, one slide yeah. off. Why is that? Is that a new look? I think it was just harder for me to take the left one off. Okay. So the right one was already easy. It flew off. Kind of got a long foot though. Yeah. 
You do have a long my foot. Feet, my feet, they crack a lot too. I wonder why they crack a lot. Why Babe, is that? I couldn't answer that. I hear them all the time. <laughs> yeah, why are my toes so crack? Do I have to get some, uh, what is it called? What do like secretaries get when they type too much? Do I have carpal tunnel on my toes? Isn't it called arthritis? Arthritis. Oh no, can you get arthritis on your oh, toes? Oh no, what is that thing? It's carpal tunnel. Is that what it's called? Yeah, when they like, you're throwing up gang signs and oh, yeah. like get surgery. <laughs> That's what it is. But can you get carpal tunnel on your toes or arthritis on your toes? Let's see. Because I might get that when I'm older. Who knows? What can you do to prevent that? Um, I don't know. Fish oil. Take some Aquino's hip and joint <laughs> treats that we give them. I have no idea what makes your joints better. I definitely know that it's just from so much kind of like working out and kind okay. of beating them up. Here it says, can you get carpal tunnel in your feet? Um, it can be thought of as an, um, it occurs at the ankle and it's, is much, much less common than carpal tunnel syndrome. Oh, but. Oh, it's called tarsal tunnel syndrome. Ooh, but not impossible. But it's not. No, it's not. Non-surgical treatment for TTS (laughs) includes anti-inflammatory medications or steroid injections into the tarsal tunnel to relieve pressure oh it's an actual thing okay there's a treatment no it's called a tarsal tunnel that's like what the thing is in your foot that's what i thought i didn't know that oh you're talking about the tarsal tunnel is the it's a bot like a part of your body it's a body part yeah it's not like a symptom or whatever so is the carpal tunnel then the part of your fingers i'm assuming i'm assuming the oh, yeah, here it says so the tarsal tunnel is located on the inside of the ankle and is formed by the ankle bones and the band of ligaments that stretches across the foot. That makes sense. Carpal tunnel. And then the carpal tunnel, um, they're just talking about the syndrome. Interesting, though. Yeah. Anyways. But... I guess we'll have to be on the lookout for that. Yeah, be careful. Well, do you think, does it say anything about people who have extremely dexterous toes? Because that could play a role. You're actually looking. You don't have to look into oh. it, babe. But I was just making a joke like, look at these guys. They I, really... I mean, you can you pinch me with your toes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm good at mm-hmm. it. What you do, just like your fingers, you got to latch on and just squeeze with them. What's weird about your toes, not to get like too deep into toes in this episode mm-hmm. here, but... Somebody in there is like, oh yeah, feet. Your pointer toe uh-huh when you just have your toes relaxed it will kind of be lower than the other toes okay i don't know if you do it on purpose and then sometimes do you think i do it on purpose and then sometimes if we're like watching tv i don't even know if you do this on purpose but i'll see you kind of like softly move your toes a little bit okay and why do you think i do and that and then like i look at you and like you're just so focused on the movie but like i see your toes move and i'm like does he know he's doing that why do you think i do that are, do you know, are you actually doing it like on purpose? Do you think do I'm move- doing it on, I just move my toes at random times in the day on yeah. purpose? Why? No, what, what not would be on, the purpose? no you, you just don't do it on purpose. Like it just happens, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen your niece um, do anything related to focusing on anything? <laughs> well, when she does focus, what does she do? She, she stays focused. She, fid- well, she fidgets. Oh, yeah. What do you think she does? She's grabbing a foot or she's doing something with her hair or she's, and it's not like a nervous thing. It's just the brain has to get, she's holding on to something. So there's other shit that's swimming around. And the only way this orbit is going to stay on this thing is if there's like a, 
a non i don't even know what it would be called it would really it would be nice if i had more technical terms on it i mm-hmm. just have what i feel in order for me to stay locked on to this i have to be holding something or doing something else mm. in order to keep like the moon around the earth or else everything's just going to go to shit and i'm just going to lose focus because gotcha. i'm looking for something else to latch on to but yeah you see things like that and you go Oh, there's a lot of potential in that kid. Mm. A lot of fucking potential in that kid. Yeah. Just depends on how it's guided. Yeah. Time will tell. We'll yeah. see. She's a good girl. Yeah, definitely. She's fun. I think my parents did an amazing job with that. Probably mm-hmm. the best that you can do. They killed that. I think they really shit the bed with Lily too. <laughs> so now they're like, do it. They got to do a lot of uphill what work. I, what I think it is though is that they they try to parent her the way they parented you mm-hmm. instead of being like, Hey, what does she need individually? You maybe, know what I mean? Maybe that's a good question um, to try to figure cause out. Cause you're, you you guys are so opposite. So you guys clearly needed different types of parenting, which most people do, you know, it's not like an uncommon thing at all. Um, but I think that was what kind of, they tried to do whatever they did with you with her. And it obviously it didn't work. So definitely too. And even if it would have worked, let's say, and they built her into like a little soldier, like they did me, someone that's just extremely competent. It's not very attractive mm. in a, in a female partner. I like I've seen some girls that have it and I shit on you sometimes obviously of like, Oh, you don't do this and this and that. But like girls who are so independent that they're just kind of like, do you see what I'm saying, baby? You're not not away successful. Men. Yeah, not I like a successful, powerful woman, but this vibe of like, you know, um, it's almost blinding. Like they're almost blinded. It's not very cool. And like I think I had that growing up too, but it just mm. kind of wavered it. Sports kind of broke it out of me, but yeah, it's just not a good mix sometimes. Yeah. When I've seen some girls do that, I'm like, mm. no, it's okay. Just like it's okay to play around a little bit. Yeah. Like, never play. Never do this. Like, oh, it's cool. Just chill. Yeah, everything's all right. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Well, <laughs> Lemon Seed Media. Let's get back into that. Very, very cool crew. Yeah. And I think they're going to do super big things as they already are. And it's really nice to kind of follow their journey. And I know they said they wanted to like get together a little bit too down the road and maybe see some cool SoCal spots mm. or, you know, maybe see the beach or go on a hike or do stuff like that. So we'll definitely be, be a little them. tour guide. Yeah. I like that. It's my favorite thing to do. I know. I was just thinking that. And I was like, you love doing that, huh? I do. Yeah. Because I get to kind of re-experience it yeah. a little bit and it's always fun. Yeah. So shout out to them. Yeah. I'm excited to listen to the episode. I haven't heard it yet. Yeah. It'll be a good one. Yeah. We'll catch you later. Bye. Bye.